Cue the apology, a parent's guide to faith at home. I'm Gavin. And I'm Nate. And you might make mistakes as a parent, but you are the expert on your kids. We're not really experts on anything, but we've read some books and we've met some people. We brought friends. We did bring a friend Singular. today. Singular. Friend. Yes, we brought friend. Today our friend is... Hold up, how does that work? If it's both our friend, does it become plural or is it still a singular no, we brought friend <laughs> <laughs> we brought friend all right we brought our friend mel today say hi mel hello that's me you can I'm bring mel. this a little closer oh hello <laughs> yeah so mel is our summer intern and we thought hey this is a good opportunity let's let's bring her into the experience and she's never had kids but she was a kid that's so. true that's true i was that's kind of what i'm going off of too so. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're in good company. <laughs> we were all children established. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, Mel, we are going to ask you uh, a couple of questions. Typically, we ask parents these questions, so we got to tweak them a little bit. But part of Cue the Apology is getting people to understand what it's like living through faith development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Living through faith yeah. development and, and teaching it out. And the best way to do that is in community. It's from learning from others. And so question number one. Here it is. Actually, who are you? Let's start with that. <laughs> no, who am no. I? Question zero. <laughs> question zero. <laughs> who are you? The million dollar question. Well, um, my name's Mel. I... I didn't really grow up with Parkway. I was definitely involved with the kids' ministries here. Um, But recently, within the past, I guess, year and a half, I became very involved with the Parkway family. Um, I most recently uh, decided to go off to Bible college to uh, pursue, you know, being part of the Christian ministry. (laughs) Um, And I'm assuming some of the questions will be along those lines. But Well, uh, first question, is Mel short for anything? Is it short for Meladora? I wish it was. No, um, it's not short for Meladora. It is short for Melanie. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I did not Wait, expect the I French. Melanie. <laughs> I'm a Frenchie. <laughs> Are you fluent? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. I've been working on Duolingo because I want to become bilingual. <laughs> oh, no. It's, well, I don't know. I find being bilingual in Ottawa is hard because hmm. we're so close to Quebec and they take their language very seriously. So unless you're like ultra fluent, don't even try. <laughs> that's, that's sort of my yeah. experience. Are, are you ultra fluent? No, no. Oh, okay. I've been like, shot down before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Trying, so. oh, yeah. Oh, man. I had like, okay. So my friends and I went snowboarding when we were younger, like, mm-hmm. and we went to Tremblant. And I was the closest to be able to speak French. <laughs> the closest to being able to speak French. <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. They just added le in front of everything. Oh, no. Le hot dog. Yeah, pretty much everything was the hot dog, the snowboard, the ski hill. And I was like, oh, gosh. Okay, guys. We probably shouldn't do that. Plank de neige, right? Hey, yeah. yeah. Yeah? I have no idea what you said. Snowboard. Oh, well, listen. Amos is going into kindergarten this year, which is great. Except we didn't realize we put him in French immersion. <laughs> <laughs> we just knew there was a French program. We're like, that's great. And then we had like an interview with the like school last week. And they're like, yeah, one day is French, next day is English. <laughs> We're like, the whole day. <laughs> I did French immersion for the first year of school. And everyone just thought I was really dumb. Mm. And I went out of French immersion and then started and doing Korean. So I just... <laughs> Okay, and bad. Yeah. That's bad. All right, so Melanie. <laughs> yes. Let's do the whole interview in French. Now. Oh gosh. No. No. No, please no. 
All right. So let's start with this. What was your experience with family worship or discipleship growing up? Like what was your church experience at the church building and in the home? Sure. So like within the church context, the church I grew up with had an average like congregational age of about 60. So Mm. um, there was a total of probably like four or five kids, including the three kids in my family. Excellent. Um, (laughs) So it was your family plus another. Exactly. Exactly. Us and the pastor's kids. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's even worse. Okay. (laughs) Um, So like, again, there was um, a Sunday school. Um, My mom was one of the Sunday school teachers. Um, And so pretty much what that consisted of was, you know, learning Bible stories, um, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> um, so we learned some stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I'm, from a book. Oh, and I'm very grateful because um, of like the friends I have who you know came to faith later in life. Hmm. Um, I feel like they do. Um, they're a little bit um, at a disadvantage because they don't have familiarity with like even stories like Noah's Ark and stuff, which were kind of like staples growing up in the church. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Here's but, a question: Do you know the full story of Noah's Ark? <laughs> Um, like the, what happened in the garden afterwards or? Yeah. The drunken nakedness. Yeah. Sweet. It gets nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like our, our summer theme for Q the Apology is going through some of these Bible stories that kids just don't know. Yeah. Or parents don't know. They're like, oh, it's so great. There was a rainbow. And it's like, yeah, yeah there was also another bird other than the dove. Oh, for sure. The veggie that... tales didn't teach us all. It didn't teach us everything. No. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> You're just like covering your mouth. You're like taking a moment of silence for the crow. I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but outside of the church, because again, my family really values faith, and so they wanted to make sure that we had, um, you know, aspects of faith within the home and also um, outside of the home. So I was involved with uh, GEMS. That was um, a ministry with Parkway uh, for young girls, and that was really good, because that was the first experience I had where I actually, you know, discussed faith. Hmm. with like-minded people and actually like elaborating on the stories and like what does it actually mean um to be a follower of jesus to be a person of faith and so i'm really grateful for that ministry that definitely deepened my faith as a child um does gems stand for anything i don't <sighs> girls everywhere meeting the savior whoa, whoa. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> there's a christian acronym if i've ever heard one <laughs> i know right <laughs> i just remember your leaders were like like fancy gems like ruby and sapphire oh yeah yeah. and it's so it's so funny because some of them some of the leaders from gems still go to parkway and i only know them by their gems names and so (laughs) (laughs) so they're still ruby to me (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) yeah no but definitely um very great because again i didn't really have any christian friends who are my age um right and so gems was really good for that um like building community um, and yeah, beyond that, like church within the home, uh, both of my parents are believers. And so there was always discussions, um, at home growing up, um, again, going to church was always very important. Um, mm. my dad, especially like, um, made a covenant of faith with us when we were younger and hang it, hung mm. it all on the, on the wall. It was also sort of a joke whenever <laughs> friends came over, um, in elementary school of like, how many Bible verses can you find around the house? <laughs> <laughs> sort of fun game. I mean, that's still good though. Like we've talked about that. Like that was a old Pharisee thing. Like they would literally put the word of God on their forehead in little boxes and like keep it near them. I think the, we'll call it like the modern millennial Gen Z thing is just a tattoo it on your body. True. Then then it's always there. You see it. 
Exactly. And if anything, it was a reminder that like this house is a house where God is present. This is a house mm-hmm. where um, our teaching, our behavior um, is accountable before God. We're thinking about him in, in our daily activities. And that was really good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the whole marker thing. Like yeah. just putting putting up things to remember about God, the things that he's done mm-hmm. to remind you wherever you are who he is mm-hmm. and what he means to your family and your life. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And we always say that like God is, is present in even the mundane things, even in your couch pillow, even in, hey. even in the painting on your wall, right? You can be reminded about God and, and even the most mundane things of your day. And so, okay, yeah. this is going to sound bad, but I didn't realize the depth of like your Christian heritage, like the yeah. way we connected. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't like signify it. Like, so Mel and I met at Starbucks. <laughs> during COVID like the first time Mel came and was on our worship team and she took her mask off I'm like what I'd never seen the lower half of her face (laughs) she was just like my Starbucks barista and so I was picking up a coffee and she's like oh what are you up to today like just being super friendly like Starbucks people are slash just Mel Mel. naturally (laughs) and I was like oh I'm a pastor and that usually kind of sets people a little weird and Mel's like oh that's great look I've been looking to connect in with the place what like it just like kind of dove in I'm like hey, here's a testimony story where oh, I met somebody yeah. at Starbucks. And then you came in, connected in, and I don't, not that it cheapens the story, but it's like you had such a heritage <laughs> that's been able to evolve and grow here. Whereas I was like, is this coming from out of nowhere? Like, is this oh. is like God's planted seed? Like, and it is, like the seed was sown. It's just a different narrative than I For sure. had in my head. And it's, it's honestly, it's really cool. Yeah, again, like I, I definitely fell out of my faith going into adolescence. And so um, like kind of the timing of, of our interaction, I had been sort of looking into diving back into my faith. Um, and I, I kind of always see our interaction at Starbucks as kind of like a lost sheep. Like hmm. God definitely placed you there to, to rescue me because I was trying to rebuild my faith on my own and it wasn't going well. Just so. get my, my yeah. black Americano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was happy to that's, supply. That's how we save, that's how we save the world. So yes. one, one coffee at a time. True. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. another shirt we need to get. Yeah, Gavin, what, are you, what are you drinking right there? black coffee yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh it's so good Mm -hmm. okay so tell us about like your so how old are you right now i am 20 years old 20 years old yeah okay what is your faith experience at home like now Mm. so (laughs) since i've like really dove in back in is dove in is that dive since i really Uh, dived dove dive i've gotten back into the church (laughs) i think it's dove since i dove back in since I've dove back in. We're going to go with Dived. That. Uh, go ahead. Since <laughs> then. Since that. So yeah. When there I was got... a point where I dove. She dove. You dove. I did dove. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so when I dove back into church life, like I, I, I dove into the deep end. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we met at Starbucks and you're like, young adults, I'm in. Hey, worship, I'm in. Hey, youth, I'm in. Hey, now I'm an intern. Plus, also, I'm going to Bible college. <laughs> <laughs> and so church within my home is really interesting because I definitely um, have, you know, developed a love for, for deep theology. I've developed a love mm-hmm. for um, pursuing righteousness, pursuing holiness in my day-to-day life. And again, um, my family is like a family of believers, but they were never um, like Christian, Christian. Um, hmm. And so I think faith in the home if right your parents now. hear this podcast, are they going to be offended that you I just said they're not Christian Christian? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I ask this because this is a parents podcast. So there's parents that are listening being like, what if my kid said that about me? Well, no. Would I be offended? Am I a Christian Christian? 
what's a Christian Christian? <laughs> no, that's true. But um, like in the sense of how like we kind of talk about God, like we pray before meals, but mm-hmm. um, like, you know, having like a really active prayer life, um, mm. studying scripture, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that you intend to like, let it change your life. Like that kind of depth of, of spirituality. I just, I don't, I didn't see in my family. And I feel like right now in my home, not that I'm like leading by example, but I definitely feel like I, um, um, you're leading by example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely bringing up discussions. Let's say that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, it's good. I had the same experience growing up. Like once I started in Bible college, I was bringing more information home yeah. than my parents had. And so I started asking them questions to figure out where they stood. Yeah. And then I realized that my parents actually had differing Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> they just, they never talked about it. They didn't go that deep. So they didn't know where they aligned. In like from things. each other. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant from you. No. no from each other. That's, that's funny. Now I'm kind of their pastor. I don't know. They watch my sermons on Sunday. <laughs> That's something. That's something. Yeah. Hey, Nate's mom and dad. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it's, it's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're bringing... You, you've changed the dynamic and that's good and we should see that as our children grow older they should be bringing new information new revelations even mm-hmm. um, because that keeps scripture fresh for us mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and that's important uh, as parents to be growing as well as the kids like we're we should be teaching our kids but it's great when they can push back like that's the whole iron sharpens iron kind of thing right yeah that's kind of one of the things we've mentioned a lot is that mm-hmm. like while you are teaching faith to your kids, it's also important to be learning faith from your kids mm-hmm. and yeah. to be like, you're, you're in this journey together. And so as soon as we take the idea that I am strictly the one teaching, mm-hmm. we kind of miss out on what God is doing in us together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. God wants to grow our faith together. So. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Discipleship now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> it had to. It's got to get in there somehow. Got to get in there somehow. Okay, so let's ask this then. Um, you said you're big into theology now, so I'm assuming that means you read your Bible? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> okay, so tell us about how often or what Bible translation or like what kind of started, like developed that. Did you always read your Bible a lot mm. or is that a newer thing? Uh, definitely a newer thing. Uh I started gaining a love for reading scripture when I started going to uh, Bibles and Brownies. It's a, mm-hmm. a young adult's Bible study from like, you know, with Parkway. And uh, again, with the whole idea of me diving into the deep end with, with church uh, in Bibles and Brownies, we started by uh, reading the book of Revelation. <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> and uh, to say that it was intimidating. There is no deeper end. <laughs> <laughs> And so just the discussions that came about from studying that as my first Bible study, um, you know, there was so much, it was, it, uh, I got so many more questions out mm. of that study than I got answers, which was good. <laughs> just the mystery of scripture, um, I became so in love with through, through mm-hmm. that original study of Revelation. Um, and so that definitely sparked my, my love, my love for scripture and, um, I, I think I've told this to Gavin before, but I remember the first evidence I really saw of the Holy Spirit in me, the first assurance I had of my salvation was feeling the Holy Spirit in with me, in me, guiding me through scripture reading, um, prompting me um, to read scripture. Like that was the mm. first real thing I felt the Holy Spirit doing in me was, was that love for scripture. 
Um, and so yeah, t- today my scripture habits, like I, um, every day I try to read through or pray through a psalm. That's been something that That's we, we learned in our, in our praying series that I love. It's just praying through psalms, praying yeah. through um, these poems that have been recited by um, people within the Judeo tradition, uh, tradition for like thousands of years. And I just think there's so much power in that. And, you know, being able to relate. The fact relate. that Jesus prayed psalms oh, is on. just like, <laughs> what? Oh, I know, right? So uh, that's a pretty daily thing. Um, and then with the youth, we do daily devos. And so I get a lot of my daily scripture reading through them. And right now we're going through uh, the book of John, just one chapter a day. And that's been super cool. And then um, in my own Bible study, I'm doing a chronological read through. And uh, I just finished Leviticus. <laughs> Best book of the Bible. <laughs> so if you want to know about sacrifices, I'm all read up on it. <laughs> yeah, so. Leviticus. I <laughs> No, it's good. And I I pray you can keep that discipline. I mean, it'll likely be tempered throughout your lifetime, but I pray that you can keep that drive because I know that's something parents struggle so hard with. Like at the beginning of this podcast, we're what episode 18, 19, we're almost at 20 episodes. So that's like 20 plus Mm. weeks. Like that's a good chunk of time. And at the beginning of this, I'm like, yeah, I get up every morning and I read my Bible and my Mm. kid reads this Bible and we do it together. And this is a great thing. Yeah, I only started doing that again yesterday. Like it, it died out. Like yeah. life, life got busy. I, I'm a parent with young kids. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. And so I say that for the parents listening, like it happens. And so it's just mm-hmm. getting back into that yeah. routine. Oh, for sure. And, you know, discussing my chronological read, that started um, when I started with Bibles and Brownies. And I've only gotten through three books because I've <laughs> definitely like got on phases where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read through half of Genesis today and then I'll just forget about it for a month. Like it's, it's definitely a work in progress. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're a youth leader. Indeed. You've enjoyed that experience? So much. So much. Thank you for answering that way. <laughs> Okay, so let's ask this then. <laughs> Have you been trying to teach or work with kids in how they read the Bible or pray? Mm, for sure. I definitely think that um, what I've been trying to show the youth through my involvement with Mosaic has been um, that the Bible is one systematic unit. The Bible is one big narrative and um, the most responsible, the most fruitful way to, to read scripture is to see the whole thing as it relates to the narrative of the gospel. Um, whenever I do a message with them, I hold always- Hold up, hold up, that's oh. some big crazy words. I, I gapped out, <laughs> Try, bring that down. Um, I don't know, when I look at the Bible, I think the Old Testament points towards Jesus, right? Through prophecy, through, through archetypes, through, mm-hmm. um, through you know, character, whatever it's it's everywhere right you look at the story of abraham and isaac the sacrifice you look at um prophecies in isaiah and you're like jesus he's written all throughout this um then you look in obviously the gospels that's that's jesus territory yeah that is jesus (laughs) and then the rest of the new testament is all about you know what does that mean you know what do we do with jesus and his and his revelation what do we do about this kingdom that has come and and so whenever i'm doing a message um I think the Bible can be intimidating sometimes. I think, you know, we see it as a big book with a lot of Jewish history, uh, with a lot of hard to pronounce names and locations, and we mm-hmm. kind of forget that um, this whole book is is a story that 
God is showing us about how he's restoring creation to himself, right? Yeah. And when you see scripture in that light, it makes things a lot easier to understand. And that's what I've been trying to impart on the youth. Yeah. yeah. Everything points to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Has it worked? Do you know if I, kids are reading more? I, oh, I don't know if kids are reading more. I mean... They're reading more with us daily yeah. when we do our daily <laughs> Devo. That's true. Um, and yeah. I know I've definitely had discussions with some of the youth where, you know, they've kind of, you know, had that sentiment of, I was always just kind of afraid to read scripture. I don't mm-hmm. know where to start. I don't know how to understand it. And so I think that's been something really cool about how, you know, we've been doing our daily Devos, which is something pretty recent. I guess not recent anymore. Yeah, probably like two or three months. Oh, three months now? I think so. Yeah. And um, the feedback we've gotten from that is, you know, people being like, I've never just, you know, thought about the scripture I'm reading. I've never, yeah. you know, read through a big chunk of scripture and been like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think imparting those skills onto young people is so valuable because again, we have a, um, a generation growing up that is, you know, primarily biblically illiterate, which I think is yeah. so sad. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think doing it together too takes away the intimidation. Amen. Yeah. Because it's not your responsibility to interpret everything and understand everything, but you're coming together to collectively mm-hmm. do it, which is the church. Yeah, that's so. good. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I just tell kids to read Judges. <laughs> that's so intimidating. No way. Judges <laughs> isn't intimidating. Judges is like the most, one of the most exciting books of the Bible. Oh, it's exciting, but I don't know. When I see like, oh, and they chopped 300 heads off, I get kind of scared. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but for junior highs, it's like, what? The Bible did what? <laughs> That's guess. when it becomes fun stories. I guess. <laughs> fun I guess. stories. Yeah. It's like, what does this mean again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, How is there, Jesus in this? <laughs> there's a lot of like application you have to give to judges. Yeah. But if you're trying to engage kids, that's, that's what I used in junior it's high. It's a great engagement. Yeah. It'd be like, here's a story about poop. They're like, excuse me? I'm like, poop. <laughs> here's how this relates to Jesus. <laughs> that's the work of a pastor right there. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's talk about prayer. Okay. What's your prayer life like? Ooh, great question. Um, my prayer life has been very impacted by our recent sermon series, <laughs> which I'm sure you're glad to hear. Um, <laughs> Being effective, discipleship now. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, okay, so before this series, um, my prayer life was um, very interesting because again, prayer growing up was very much like you pray before meals. Mm. Um, if your life is in like a really bad spot, you just be like, you know, God help me with this. Um, but prayer has definitely become something more personal, mm. um, especially within the past few years. And um, what was that whole song? I think it's Psalm 62 where it's like, you know, present your heart to God um, and like in your prayers. And that's just been such a big thing for me is just, um, one of the biggest ways I experience God is, is my prayer life now. And, um, so yeah, sorry. I'm, I have thoughts everywhere. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, okay. <laughs> let's narrow it down. When do you pray? Mm, okay. So I pray a lot in the car, um, which I've heard mixed reviews about because sometimes I'll like really feel the Holy spirit when I'm praying. And I'm like, Oh shoot, I have to drive. <laughs> It's like both hands are up and then it's like, oh wait, what's on the wheel? Jesus, Jesus take, take the it. wheel. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I tend to pray in the car a lot because again, like in the car you're going to somewhere or you're coming from somewhere. And mm-hmm. when I pray, it's an act of bringing the situation I'm about to be in to God or um, decompressing, you know, going through what happened and bringing that towards God. And so that's been really big for me. And then, that's really good. right? I don't know. That's 
that's been something that's really helpful for me. Um, and then also, um, when, again, like praying through the Psalms at night, and I usually like have my my daily prayer, like my you know bring my heart towards God prayer mm-hmm. whenever I'm praying through Psalms. That's yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> really good. That's something. That's something that I think is really helpful. Just in general in life, like praying on your way to something or your way from something. Yeah. I've kind of established this habit in my life, not always successfully, but <laughs> where I try before any task that I'm about to do mm. just to give it to God yeah. because it's just that act of surrender where not my will be done, but yours. Mm-hmm. And I think that just sets us up to be directed towards God and what we're doing, True. which you don't always have the opportunity to do that before everything you do but I find for me like I lose inspiration so fast and I Mm -hmm. lose focus so fast because I'm human so I actually (laughs) need like I think it was Martin Luther who said this where it's like I have so much to do today so I need to spend more time in prayer Mm -hmm. yeah it feels so counterintuitive but it's it's so true like we we get so busy so we forget God yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like no God is the the giver of all the gifts that we have he's the reason we have this busyness so Mm -hmm. we we need to spend time with him Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool well thanks for hanging out Mel oh that's it yeah I oh, mean we've been ta- flies when you're having fun <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking for 25 minutes oh heck yes okay do you, do you have anything you want to add no not really just um we're getting to the end of COVID we we're doing it we're doing great you know <laughs> Okay, let's let's go with this. Do you have anything to add? Like, what advice would you give parents of teenagers? Because that's kind of mm-hmm. the, that's the where you just kind of stepped out of. Mm-hmm. And, and so parents who are trying to teach faith to teenagers. Mm. I think um, teenagers often feel misunderstood. Hmm. I think that's kind of the epitome of the, of the adolescent experience. Yeah. And so I think um, when you're trying to disciple a, a teenager in faith, one of the biggest things you can do is to listen, to um, have a space where conversation is welcome, where um, you know they have a space where they can feel like their hearts are being listened to and they don't have to be afraid that um, you know when they speak, it's just going to be like, okay, but this Bible verse says differently. Just like having yeah. that space where you can process through struggles that you're having, where you can... Um, count on you know this person in your life to um be a source of grace um but then also be a source of truth um obviously yeah that's so good and it's so funny because it's almost like a dichotomy where teenagers want freedom Mm -hmm. but they also want people they know they can trust yeah so it's like those two things come together in that to really support them well yeah exactly and i think again the best thing that you can do is to pray for your teenagers um they're going to do things that, you know, seem dumb. They're going to do things that <laughs> um, seem silly, but uh, it's a process. And when you continue yeah. to pray for them, prayer makes a difference. So, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. Discipleship now. Pray. Discipleship now. All right, guys. This has been great. I've been Nate. I've been Gavin. And I've been Mel. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.